welcome in to episode 290 of Keith's Craft Collective. I'm Louise, and your host, and I've got all the birds because I'm actually sitting in the caravan with the door open and I'm trying to catch the sound of a blackbird. Mm, I can see a rain. So you might be lucky and get to listen to some of the birdies in the background. Um... And today I have got a blather with, I want it, a watch crack, a hello section, and a me, 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 me section. And I'll turn my page, I have notes, disc off swap, woo perth, and the me, 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 me section. So get your cup of tea, your dram, or your caravan drink of choice, and I'll let you know what crack's been in Caithness this past month. Sorry, I hope I didn't hurt your ears there. Alright, I'm sitting in my caravan and this is part of What's a Crack. I'm going to do this in a slightly different order than I would normally. Uh, I've, we've got the caravan sitting in the garden. We haven't actually gone away anywhere this Easter holidays. Although we were in Inverness last Tuesday, um, but for domestic reasons, so yeah, <laughs> wasn't exciting. And um, Richard has sort of decided pretty much that we are selling the caravan. He had to persuade me and I have reluctantly agreed. Um, Various reasons. Firstly, we're not really using it very much and it's an asset that somebody else could use and then we could use the money to get something else. He thinks that we should buy a little camper van type of thing that I could actually drive. Because I can't tow this caravan. Um, I can't tow anything, basically. <laughs> I'm just incapable. Um, I have tried, right? I have tried, but it wasn't worth the breaking of things. And um, I just, I'm a little bit sad because I really, really like the caravan. So I'm currently sitting in the caravan just to ear it out. And we're taking out stuff that we're not going to sail on, but. Um, and then give it a clean and it there is a wee bit of a breeze today but it's a really beautiful spring day here in Keithness today um, wasn't yesterday it hailstone <laughs> so I'm making the most of it today and I'm playing Bird Merlin Bingo which I will tell you about very soon so um, this is the reason that I'm sitting in the caravan is I'm getting a bit of peace and quiet out of the breeze and also everybody in the house making a noise. Um, Sandy's got his exams coming up and he's doing all the studying, so he's sort of poor soul constantly in the house. So Bird Merlin Bingo. You have heard me talk about Bird Merlin app a few times now and recently I was on my dog walk and I had it going and realised just how many birds there is in my vicinity from my house down to the harbour and back again and then I counted all the birds that I could actually hear even though the Bird Merlin app wasn't picking up the sound identification of some of them and I thought we've actually got at least 20 on my walk just now at least so I said, you know, that would be quite fun, Richard. And he went, what, Louise? Because he's a good husband that way. I said, 
we should play Bird Marlin Bingo. And he looked at me and went, yeah. So I typed in all the birds that we could think of um, into a random generator. And in the morning, generate the top five. And if you get either the Bird Marlin to identify it on sound or some birds don't really sing much or squawk much when they're either um, flying or which is quite an interesting thing as to what noises bird make at what point in time um, so I would accept photographs if it was a heron in the harbour <laughs> or an owl on a fence post but um, and then at the end of the, the week the winner got their dinner made for them because I'm a low key competitive person but um, today, the blackbirds are quite elusive. <laughs> so I've been sitting outside going, Where are you? Make noise. And I've become a little bit of a competitive person, I have to say. Now, I did think about putting this properly onto Instagram and we could have Daily Bird Merlin, but uh, I played it with Angela last week. You'd have to decide on what your own um, prize would be because you can't come up and make my dinner every week. See, told you I was competitive. Um, but she's got different birdies to me. Being in the borders and inland, she's 300 odd miles away from me and she's inland. So I get all the sea birdies and she gets all the birds in the forest. And some pretty cool ones, actually. She got, I think it was a firecrest. So she only played one week, which is cool because it gets a little bit mm, after a while. But then you get a bit competitive about it. <laughs> anyway, the first week, I got my dinner made for me. The second week, I had to make the dinner. And this week, I think I'm getting my dinner made for me again. But this all depends on the two blackbirds that are down the bottom of my drive. Now, there's a lovely, beautiful Jenny Wren, which I'm hoping you can pack up and hear, that is on the wood pile just now. And... I love Jenny Rains. They're just like ping pong balls with tails. And they have the most beautiful song. And also they have quite a chitter. <laughs> An angry rain is not a happy bird. Anyway. So if you want to do that, then I do recommend that you get all the birdies that you can hear in your own environment. Or if you're going to go somewhere, look it up. And then... Pick five birds and then between you have a wee fun time and <laughs> hopefully you won't get quite as competitive as me. Um, last week I wasn't well, I had the flu and I was going to do lots of stuff around the house. I was going to tidy up stairs, I was going to empty my drawers out of stuff I don't want for putting to um, clothes for the rag bag and just basically tidy everything up but I didn't and I'm still recovering a little bit so getting there not as much crafting as I would like to have done over the holidays um, I really really wanted to start making a quilt for Sandy I bought some Mandalorian fabric from Lidl's quite recently um, and it's got well it's only got one fat quarter of the actual Mandalorian but the rest of it all are of Grogu or Baby Yoda. 
And Sandy and I absolutely love watching The Mandalorian of a Wednesday. <laughs> Yesterday's episode was most most amusing. If you've seen it, if I say, no, 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 yes, 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 no, 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 yes, then um, <laughs> I hope you had as much fun watching it as I did. So my idea was to, I've got two sets of fat quarters of um, this fabric and I thought I would make a quilt for Sandy. I asked him if he wanted a pencil case and he said no. And then I had some fun trying to decide on what pattern to do. I think, well I was going to go with a disappearing nine patch. Wash the fabric before the start of the holidays and um, then took flu. So I have ironed one piece of it and it's got kind of fold marks that have bleached out of the fabric and I thought well it was from Lidl so it's not going to be all that good a uh, quality fabric but it's actually made by Disney um, so I thought it should be better quality than that but I don't think it's going to be so I think um, so because it's got these um, fade marks or bleached out marks where it's been folded after being washed the first time I think I might strip it and cut these um, or cut into where these fold marks are and then use it just as this it'll hide itself in the seam so it won't show up fade marks and I'm quite disappointed in that because I was looking forward to doing a disappearing nine patch but what you want and what you get two different things and I'll come on to that in a minute section um i'd love to say a louisey hello to kate noble um <laughs> your messages was really funny on instagram uh she had said i couldn't remember the name of the bird marlin app and i said bird marlin bird marlin bird marlin bird marlin you won't forget it now bird marlin and then she said that she thought uh, of a little bird wearing a magic cape and i says what color is your cape mine's blue <laughs> It's got stars on it. So hers is blue with sparkles. Um, hello to Heather. Um, I might steal your finch to and paint it black with a yellow orangey beak for this elusive blackbird. Because, you know, my dinner's on the on the uh, hoop here for tomorrow. Jules Ferguson. I hope you're feeling better now, my friend. Too many hobbies, girl. Oh, hello. The lovely Rhiannon Connolly. Rhiannon Connolly! And Mimcat. I haven't seen Mimcat messages for a while, so hello to you lovely, lovely people. Right, me, 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 me section. All about me. Get your own podcast. <laughs> Actually, get your own podcast, then I'd love to hear it. Um, right, I finished a project and this is the Bonnie Isle Hat by Linda Shearer. And I used Jameson's of Shetland yarn, the greys and blues, which is one of the pattern suggestions. And um, Richard is now wearing it and I have things to say about it. <laughs> it is still a little bit big. Um... I started knitting it and then I think I decided that I was using too big a needle. 
because I was thinking, what should it say about the ribbon and changing needle? Because I didn't do that, I just was in the big needle. And then I turned back a page in the pattern and read where it said, start with this size of needle and then when you get past this, change up. Oh, I hadn't done that. Um, and I measured Richard's head. I didn't do a swatch for this, I have to say. Bad me. And um, when it's all finished and unblocked, it was kind of big. It isn't big if you like it over your eyes. It's quite a long hat and he says he didn't like the bunching of it, sort of, on, on the crown. And when I was knitting it, and I'd been trying to own him and I thought, oh, this might be a bit long because he likes the brim of the hat to come above his eyebrows and just on the top of his ears. And as I said, I think in last episode, this is a slightly unusual pattern that I've never seen before in the fact that you've got a few rows of rib, then you've got some stocking stitch or knitting in the round, and then you've got more rows of rib. And I was worried that it would fold over, but it doesn't. But I think that I could maybe do without the middle pattern section and maybe one of the ribs or just make the rib a little bit longer. And um, Or I could go down a needle size. I do have enough yarn to make another hat in the same colours, so possibly might do that. But do you know what? He is wearing it and all he did was rolled over the bottom of it. Um, so he's got a brim. I can't stand it because you can see the inside of uh, the knitting and because there's floats there, it's inside out. But he's happy, his ears are toasty warm. He's over in Orkney this week and he took it with him and he was wearing it. And he was been wearing it and he said the same flu that I've had. So his little head was cold and he was putting his hat on. So I have made him something that has given him comfort and I really like the pattern on him. I would like a pattern of it on me. I think I'll make another one. But maybe after I've finished the next project that I'm going to talk about. I thought that was a bee coming in, but it wasn't. Maybe a bee went past. Because the bees are out today. It's lovely. Um, I have cast on, and I'm knitting... Uh, the Bonnie Vest by Tin Can Knits. And it wasn't until I was actually typing this up, or writing it out with pencil and paper, um, that I realised that both my patterns are called Bonnie. <laughs> and both of them are very Bonnie. Um, the Bonnie Isle is written about the island in Shetland. I'm going to say Bracey, but I don't know if that's right. There's a blackbird. Oh... I have seen one. Yes. Well done, listeners. I knew you would pull one in. You're like the bird whisperer of podcasts. Hopefully it'll start singing now. <laughs> oh, that rain's going to have a go at it. <laughs> this would be fun. Anyway, listeners, um, the Bonnie Isle hat is named by Linda Shearer about the island that she lives in. And I think that's a really nice way of calling something, um, to me, Bonnie, Bonnie Scotland... It's a really nice word for describing something if it, if you like it and you think it's quite nice or pretty or beautiful, bony. I think that describes something really well. 
So this vest, I thought, if I start it now, I'll have it ready for uh, summer. And I bought the yarn two years ago now in uh, the Woolly Sheep shop in Inverness, which is a little wool shop on Tom Nahurik Street. Uh, and it's really, really lovely little shop. If you're in Inverness, please do try and make a, sh uh, um, a point of going. Um, or you can buy stuff online from her as well. Now, she does dye her own yarn. And this that I have got is a two-ply. And it's 72% kid mohair and 28% silk. So this vest is quite a light fabric and it has got no sleeves and is kind of like a tank top. But in the front there's a V shape and you start it on the bust area and you increase and it becomes a sort of folded in on itself and it's a lace panel over the bust area and it's sort of cowled, folded, it just looks really pretty. So I had bought the yarn and I wanted to buy the yarn. I bought the yarn. I was looking at the yarn first. I was like, I want to buy that yarn. What, what pattern have I got that I can use? Or I can justify buying this yarn. This was me two years ago. So I looked up my patterns that I had put on to um, Google Drive at the time and realised, oh, I've always wanted to make that. And yep. I'll use this yarn. So I was, I had printed it off and I was looking at it the other day and I read the start of it. Now what puts me off a lot of patterns is you have to start with rib pretty much for most stuff. And I wasn't really fancy some rib. And then I read the pattern that says you don't have to start with rib and I went, oh, I, I, I want to do this. And that was it. I was all consuming. I had to do it right so i cast it on and posted the picture and then i'm thinking i'm using a bamboo my nitpick symphony interchangeables in the right size i had read the pattern and i thought well, these are a bit sticky and then i kept reading the pattern as i was casting on as you do i'm reading them reading them casting on okay. and i hadn't done a tension square and then it said a knit for you don't you didn't do any rib <laughs> and then you knit for so much and um and then it says right watch because this fabric is stretchy you have to do it so many inches with a negative ease i can hear the blackbird singing listeners fantastic so um i'm getting so distracted blackbird i love the sound of a blackbird I love a rain song, but for some reason I think I actually prefer the sound of a blackbird. It's so nice. So, um, I also love the sound of my dinner being made. <laughs> um, right, where was I? Competitively stand down. Um, so, I cast, I was sitting cast on, I read it, and I thought, oh, I really, I really, really, really should do a tension square. So I think I had cast on about 50 stitches by this point. And I thought, mm. So I ripped out some of them, which was <laughs> what am I doing? And then I knitted this tension square. I thought, it actually doesn't take very long to knit this up because I'm using a bigger needle than I was using for my breathing space. I think I had was on a three and a half millimetre needle. And um, 
washed it out, dried it out, measured it, and I thought, ooh, it's wrong. So changing the needle. And I had thought I was going to change the needle anyway because it was sticking with it being bamboo and wood. I'm going to change it to a metal needle, so I'll change it to one of my metal needles, which I can't remember the name of. And um, it was just ever so slightly too big, but not too big. So I thought, right, I'm going to go with a size 4. And I have three circular needles that are size 4 that I could find in metal. And then I have the bamboo symphony ones, but because the bamboo sticks, I didn't want to use it. So the first one I had, I had cast it on and I thought, Do you know what, Louise and listeners, do some rib and then it won't uh, curl over. Because um, I had made a jumper a few years ago and, and it was the pattern was for linen. And this is a male ski knits pattern. And I love this jumper. I get a lot of compliments from it. And it's in um, pastels and pinks and stuff. And it's short sleeved, So it's a summer jumper. But it was supposed to be in linen. I didn't have linen. So I just started it off. Because she says, oh, you could do it in that. But it curled and I didn't like it. And then I can't remember if Mel suggested it or Naomi suggested it. And said, do an I-cord edge. So I went back and did an I-cord edge. And it sits much nicer. But... Because I didn't want to do an eye-cord edge, I thought, I'm just going to cast on some rib. So, I'm doing, and it was between 100 and 200. I don't want to give the part in the week because it's not that much, but you probably could work it out from what I was saying. Um, one by one rib. I'm thinking, am I absolutely nuts? So, sad. Just did it. Just did it. Just, just keep on fishing, fishing. No, not fishing. Knitting, knitting. There was no fishing. No fish were involved in this knit. Don't know why I'm seeing fish. So, four rows later, I was like going absolutely demented because, oh, bird wars, bird wars. The bird, blackbird has moved because there's two jackdaws come and sat there. In fact, I'm going to take a full. Hold on. It flew away, listeners, before I could take the photograph. I haven't got my proof. Anyway, um, <laughs> hopefully it's just moved and I'll get it to sing afterwards. So I've got four rows in rib and then I was just doing knit, 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 all the whole day through. And I do it for so many inches up until I reach the bust. And it is two-ply yarn. So I imagine it'll take a while. But it actually knits reasonably fast because it's a four millimetre needle and you're just knitting. So it's quite a easy sitting watching Netflix or telly or whatever or sitting watching the birds, sort of bird whispering in the blackbird. And I'm quite enjoying it. I'm f- loving the fabric that it is creating. It's a light and airy fabric. And because it's got the mohair and silk, it will be a strong and fluffy, but capturing in the warmth. Um, I will have to wear an undergarment, <laughs> probably an overgarment at some point, um, or most of the time I'm wearing it as well. One thing I am finding, because it is mohairy, it's very fluffy, and the bits of mohair go everywhere when you're knitting. And um, 
I've got two ways round this. What? Well, three. There's no way round it. It's just get on with it and then tap, sell the tape yourself off of all the fluff afterwards. Or two, wear something over yourself, like an apron. It doesn't matter if it gets fluff on it. Or three, knit outside, which I was doing and it was just floating away. And hopefully the birdies were going to go, oh, there's a bit of kid silk more here. Fancy. I'll have that for my nest that I'm making just now. So, um, there's always downsides. And I know that I could put it in the freezer and knit with it, but I'm going to be wearing it and hopefully I'll lose a fair bit of its shade once it's gone through the first wash. But it's in a very light pink called Candy Foss Pink. And at first I'm thinking, why have I got this? Because I'm not really a Candy Foss Pink kind of girl. Because I'm not Barbie. Hello, Barbie. Hello, Ken. Hello, Barbie. Hello, Ken. That looks hilarious. I can't wait to see that. In fact, do you know who wants to see that? Sandy. Sandy wants to see that. He's going to go with his friend David and watch it. And I says, is it because it's got lots of Barbies in it? And he went, yes. But I also like the message because it's the opposite way round of um, what the world is just now. And I looked at him and I thought, modern studies, teaching, that's my good boy. So anyway, but then I thought, well, I'm sitting wearing my purple and pink jumper. And then the top that I was talking about, my summer top, is in pinks. And I've got pink jeans. So I've already got the extra stuff that matches the pink. So obviously we're pink. So that's good. And I am quite enjoying it. And then I was looking on other people's projects. And they haven't used the fluffy yarn. Or not very many have. So this looks pretty good in a round two-ply. And um, I've got plenty of that in a stash as well. And some people have done it in a variegated as well. So mm-hmm, maybe there might be another one in my future. Depending on how irritated I am by the time I'm finished. I don't think it's going to be easy to wrap back though. Um, so I'm hoping I don't make any mistakes whatsoever. Um, oh, one thing that is coming up that should have gone in what's crack but I forgot to say it. Next month is me and there is me made me. And um, I would like to say I made me but you know. Me in me. I am in me. This is where I live in Caithness. M-E-Y. So I thought I would go back to doing a short episode a day and talking about uh, things that I've made because I have made more than 31 items. So it could be like one day, it could be the little notions pouch that I'm using or it could be the basket that I've made for put my yarn in or a project bag or the breathing space jumper or a dress or the quilt. So I'll do a list beforehand and then um, we're going to have a me made me in me by Louise. So, uh, yeah, because I do find that it takes me a lot more to do a written down version and I really, really, really enjoyed December and January talking to you so much. Sorry, (laughs) I hope you don't mind. You don't have to listen. I know it does get quite a lot. So that's something to look forward to. (laughs) 
fish cough swap. Uh, so far I've only had one, but one very special person has said that they would like to do the dish cough swap. I still think we should do this. Um, the full intentions of setting this up is beforehand. I haven't done it yet. But I will do. And am I am going to do it in Ravelry, listeners. Um, if you would like to do it, but you can't do Ravelry, ping me a message and let me know and I'll work something out. But I do find it is so much easier to do it in Ravelry and actually get a lot of fun. And I hate Ravelry for not having the foresight to see that their customers can't use it very well. Anyway, but I still use it sometimes. Um, but let me know if you want to do a dishcloth swap, but you can't use Ravelry. I'm more than happy to figure out how to pair you up with someone. <coughs> Woo Perth. Uh, I've got a very special six people who are interested. Um, the next stage is anybody have a good idea where we could stay? Um, I'll maybe send you out an email and some of you know each other, which is pretty cool. Um, and if you were thinking, oh, I was going to message you about that. I haven't organised anything yet, so we're still open for it. So just let me know. I'm wanting to go to Perth Yarnfest in, or it's actually the Scottish Yarnfest, it's called now, in September, I think it's the 9th and 10th, or it's the 10th, anyway. So let me know. <laughs> the blather is back, just because I haven't done one for such a long time. And I know this is in the wrong order, but this is the way I wrote it want I bet you want something right now I bet you do if it even it's just a cup of tea you want to be home you want that blackbird to sing on your bird morning so you get your dinner made on Friday you want Louise to shut up because you're fed up with it it could be world peace you want the sun to come out you want the rain to come or you want that new yarn or that pattern but I bet my, you're a bottom dollar that you want something right now. It is human nature. And even though you think, well, I don't want anything. Yeah, probably do. You want a cup of tea. You want a wee dram. Or you want that new pattern. You do, don't you? But don't give in to your guilt. And don't give in to the, the want either. It's a very fine age we're going to walk here. <laughs> I've got it written now. I right now want a blackbird. <laughs> I've seen the blackbird, I know it's out there. Us humans, we always want something or stuff. We get this dopamine rush when we get the thing too. And then some will immediately use the thing or some will put it away and never use it. And then lots of in-between. I am a bit of all of that, I have to say. And I've noticed in crafting i become the I want it but didn't ever use it. I think I'm a I want it and it's going to take me two years to actually use it kind of person. So once I had come to this realisation, I try hard not to do that. I have walked away from buying stuff quite recently in hobby craft or the craft shops or like the works. And looked at it and thought, am I ever going to need that? No, no I'm not. 
you're just buying that because you want the dopamine rush of having it. I've never been a crafter that would just have one project on the go or not think, oh, look at that colour of yarn. Oh, I don't want that. I'm going to walk away. Or I'm going to get this jumper. I just need this amount of yarn. I have a yarn stash. I have a craft stash. But part of that is because when I started crafting, I didn't live beside a craft shop. So I would go to the craft shop, not always have much of a list, buy the stuff of the list and then see stuff like at the craft SEC show. And it was only on every six months. So I thought, whoa, I didn't know that existed. I must buy that. That's so cool. And then it taught it up and it taught it up. And over time, it's become a little bit overwhelming having this craft stash. The last episode I was talking about, there's this bring and buy sale at John O'Groats and they had it and I got rid of some stuff. Not as much as it doesn't overwhelm me anymore and it's still not organised. That was going to be on my list to do over the holidays, listeners, but it's still there to do. But I did get rid of stuff that I'm, I'm never going to use and hopefully somebody will who's picked that up or it's gone to the charity shop and if somebody didn't actually use it then hopefully they'll buy it and put the money for the charity shop and ooh, I see at the same time I try not to guilt myself into not buying anything I like to have a plan now what do I want the garment for because you see the garment and you're like, oh, this is what I was like with the um, woolen pine sea glass jumper. And somebody recently is making this and they were talking about the ends. <laughs> and actually, yeah, before the last, uh, the Bonnie Isle Feral hat that I made, I was, yeah, I don't mind doing knitting in the ends. And then I did the Bonnie Isle hat and there was a, there is a lot of ends because there's a lot of different colours and changes sections in it. And I don't think I had ever done anything with so many in it before. So I thought, oh, it'll just take me one night to sit and go through. And it kind of did. But then I'm thinking, well, this woolen pine jumper, sea glass, because you're doing two rows, I think, of the sea glass jumper with two yarns and then you change. So there's a lot of ends to deal with. I don't know whether I'm ready for that yet. I'm ready to get rid of some of the stash, but I don't think I'm ready to to weave in all these ends quite yet. So it's like you see the pattern and you have to think through the pattern. Like, hmm, oh, there's my neighbour come home from work. And um, that's not what I'm thinking. I'm just, you're hearing a car going past because we're almost outside so I'm trying to be really really um, good at what I want the garment for will it actually suit me what material should I make it out of is it a knit garment is it a sewing garment is it a crochet garment do I have it already if not ooh, fun times do I need it then the dopamine rush hits in because I've, I've got what I need and that is the part there that's my struggle is I have to cast it on 
then and there, otherwise it's going to sit in my stash for two years. And then the guilt. No, it's not the guilt, the overwhelmness of, I've got that really lovely yarn in there. But if I have a plan for it, at some point I will get around to it. And the plan could be to hand this yarn on, either to sell it or to just give it away and hope that somebody else <laughs> doesn't have the same woo as me. So it's been a few years to unlock this wiseness or realisation and I'm not going to hit it every time, but I'd say it was a start. But I think I'm a bit better when I go sewing shopping now um, for material. I like last year, at this exact time of year actually, it was in Mander's fabric shop in uh, Glasgow and I had written down exactly what the pattern needed. But at the time, the fabric that I bought and the pattern that I had, I think it didn't really match in together. Um, it was more of a winter style of fabric than the dress pattern that I'd chosen. So I don't think that they're going to stick together. Now I've got this beautiful three metres worth of fabric and a pattern that I don't have the fabric for. So it is trying to come to realisation together there. However, recently um, we were sort of trying to tidy up our sort of finances and stuff and uh, he says, oh, I've changed this and I've changed that, mobile phones, etc, boring stuff. But then I says, do you know, I think I'm going to stop my subscription to my Love Sewing magazine because I don't really like them patterns again. And he says, oh, okay then. I went, right. And then I thought, oh, hold on, wait a minute. Because when you buy the Love Sewing magazine, you get, um, a sort of, you can register and then you get access to this whole online part of it. And they have fab patterns in the magazine that you download and then they've got the instructions in the magazine. Now I have actually made one doing it this way but not very often and I've always thought well if I do want to make that it's I just download it but if I want to stop the subscription I'll not be able to have that access. So what I did recently was and I've only done it for about four of the magazines and I've got two or three years worth of magazines sitting there to go through is log on, download the pattern and then upload it to my Google Drive. So then I'm going to put a wee, oh, I should probably do it in a book, but I probably won't, put a wee bit of post-it note on it or uh, and on a post-it note on the magazine and then in the Google Drive maybe put what issue that the magazine was in. Now my magazines need tidied up, I can't decide how to do it. I probably should buy some more magazine folders or something but it's a project that I thought I'm going to do that in Easter holidays and I haven't done it yet. But I've got one more day and I'm not going anywhere tomorrow apart from hoovering this here caravan. I love my caravan. Um, and doing Bird Marlin I don't have any plans so maybe that tomorrow is my day. I maybe just need to pull the finger out. <laughs> so listeners, I think that's all I've got for you today. A little bit of a ramble in the old blather there, but you've not had one for a while and I'm sure that you missed me. Ella, I hope your ironing is all done. And Hannah K. Ross, I love them, the gardening. 
So listeners, if you want to contact me, I am on Caithness Craft Collective at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram as Caithness Craft. Oh, somebody uh, cloned my name on my account and my picture and they blocked me so I didn't know and I was getting messages from people's my lovely friend Sarah saying, um, did you know that you, is this you, what's going on? And I was like, that's not me. So um, thank you for you if you reported them. I don't know if it's been kicked off or whatever, but I don't know why people do it. It's ridiculous. they got nothing better to do. They could go and do my magazines organising or clean my caravan. So listeners, I'm going to go and see if I can hunt down this blackbird and let me know about the disco swap, Perth, and what you've been up to because I've missed you all for a little while. I'm going to go and have another honey tea and uh, maybe do some more knitting. So I hope that you are all very well and keep on crafting.